Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Still not a real happiness in the world. I mean, everything's falling apart. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today is the continuation of yesterday because I, I didn't get everything. There was so much information coming out over this war in Israel, and it is officially a war that we need to kind of cover some more. Uh, especially as information comes out. So first things first, I will have a dumbass of the day. And the, this dumbass of the day is kind of important. And the reason this dumbass of the day is important is because this is where this administration could end up going, is basically burying head in sand, not leaving their ideologies, and part of their ideology is that Israel is evil and we, we, we can't and, and Islam is good and God love radical Islamists and Palestine, poor Palestine and all that bullshit. We, this could happen. So this dumbass of the day is, jo uh, is, the, um, is Admiral John Kirby, his defense secretary or whatever he happens to be. I really don't care. He's, this guy is just a complete disaster. He was a disaster with, he was a disaster with uh, Afghanistan. He's a disaster with the department. I think he's the defense secretary. He actually is the defense secretary. He talks uh, press secretary, defense press secretary John Kirby, and he, this is a very sad state of affairs when you decide to sit back and say that climate change is still more of an existential threat than the barbarous Palestinian terrorists. And that's what he was caught saying. And of course, what's ironic is he said this on Fox News, and, and Martha McCallum was the host at the time, and she looks like, are you freaking kidding me? Her face is absolutely amazing here. So let's listen to John Kirby make a complete ass out of himself and the administration. The United States is essentially involved in a war in Europe as we give a tremendous amount of military aid to Ukraine as they fight Russia. We also say that we are rock solid in our support of Israel as they now face a battle that is against, and we can get into this in a moment, but supported by Iran by all accounts. So given that the United States is now involved in wars that are taking place in Europe and also in the Middle East, I, I, I want to play this soundbite for you that is just last month in Vietnam and ask you if this still holds for the president. Watch. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It, could, you know, it actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth uh, over time. I mean, that's, I don't know how more existential you can get to that, but that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of but the John, world. You mentioned he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? 
The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. We've got broad national security commitments, literally globally, and we've got to mind all of them at the same time. You mentioned two of them, uh, obviously Israel right now, certainly uh, Ukraine over the last almost two years now. Uh, we are big enough and powerful enough and effective enough nation to be able to look after all these disparate national security threats. And let, one of them absolutely this. is climate change. Did, does the Here's the problem. The Biden administration has their ideology. They have their ideology, and their ideology has always got to be number one. The other problem this administration has, they also have their base, their base of leftists that hate Israel. I mean not dislike or are kind of not really paying attention to Israel, but hate Israel. Now, there are conservatives that are in that, not in that boat precisely, where they're kind of isolationists. And you'll see a lot of this coming out. I got into a Twitter argument with somebody on, on Twitter yesterday, basically saying, and we ended up kind of agreeing at the end, but the problem is that a lot of conservatives don't want to start another war or get joined into another war. Now, I agree with that. I, I don't totally disagree with that. Where I disagree is, well, the war we really shouldn't have been in was Ukraine because Ukraine is just not that important. Ukraine holds no strategic or tactical uh, benefits for the United States. Zero. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't. It's a corrupt country. Anything that we send to Ukraine, we don't know where it's going. I mean, we know that um, Voldemort Zelensky has gotten extremely rich since this war has started. So to sit back and say that, you know, it's beneficial that we help Ukraine. I, I don't mind helping Ukraine. But here's the problem. Help Ukraine like we help Israel. We give $3 billion a year to Israel. We've given over a, almost $150 billion to Ukraine. We're not even talking about arms and things like that. They, we should be giving that to Israel. And that's why you don't waste money and armament on a country that really has no beneficial benefits for us. Because when you do have a country that has benefits, as Israel does to this country, and there are extreme benefits to keeping Israel strong. There are extreme benefits. Israel is, is our window into the Middle East. Israel is our fighting force in the Middle East. We could run a, we're going to be running a proxy war against Iran right here. And Israel will eventually go into Iran. That's going to happen. And we're going to have to take sides here. It's the same with Taiwan. Taiwan is a strategic partner. Israel is a strategic partner. Ukraine has never been a strategic partner. And that's what I tried to explain to the gentleman I was having this discussion with is that Israel is a strategic partner. They have strategic value for the United States. Ukraine never did. And even though, yes, this proxy war that we're running against Russia did weaken Russia, Russia is now weakened. We don't have to worry about them anymore. And we should just give them uh, some arms and then let Europe take care of the rest and then walk away. Or if we're going to give them that much money, sit back and tell Ukraine, an off-ramp. We need an off-ramp. 
But this is the problem with this with this group. They can't leave their ideology. They can't leave their base. And you're going to be hearing a lot of this. And for John Kirby to go on Fox News and say something like that is just amazing. Now, as far as news out of uh, Israel, there is a lot going on in Israel. Let's not forget that a lot of the information I gave you was still real base information. Some of it was questionable. For example, I had said that 2,400 people had died, and I didn't know who those 2,400 were. Well, now it's definite. There have been over 1,000 Israelis killed. There have been uh, something like six, 700 Palestinians killed. That number is going up. That's not, that is kind of an official number. That's what Israel is saying. That's what, what uh, Hamas is saying. Uh, Israel has started a air war in, in, uh, in God, the Gaza Strip. So they are bombing the living crap out of the Gaza Strip. And I know that a lot of people are probably looking at it in social media. I want you to really watch the bombs because Hamas is already saying civilians are being killed, babies are being killed, crap like that. And we don't know what's happening in Hamas. So you got to be careful what they say. But one of the things you'll notice on a lot of the explosions is there are secondary explosions. So a bomb will be dropped. You'll have the explosion then a few seconds later, you'll have another explosion. That's because Israel is hitting armaments right now. They are hitting armaments. And that's what they're aiming for. And there are, of course, human shields. They, that's what Hamas does. They stick innocent civilians in these buildings. And then they bomb, Israel bombs the buildings and innocents are killed. Then they take pictures of it. They post it on the internet. You've seen those. They're on the internet right now. And of course, there's the father holding the baby. If that's the father, we don't know. Holding the baby, my baby was killed, blah, blah, blah. And this is meant to do two things. It's meant to terrorize the West. And it's meant to encourage the Palestinians who lost their children to go out and fight. That's what it's for. They've always done. They've been doing this shit since the 70s. Since Lebanon, since Jordan, since all these terror states have been around, since the PLO with Yasser Arafat, who was a major terrorist leader. And, and I remember when he won in the 1980s, he won the, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. And everyone was saying, what in the hell did this guy win a Nobel Peace Prize for? He was a cold-hearted terrorist, evil man. He's in hell right now. But that's what they do. Other information coming out of there, uh, the land incursion has not started. There is some concern from Israel that Hezbollah in the West Bank, or Hezbollah in Lebanon, south of Lebanon, and the uh, Palestinian Authority in the West Bank will start attacking Israel. There is some concern about that. So far, nothing's happened. If that happens... And a lot, of, a lot of strategic folks are saying that's not going to happen because Hezbollah and the Palestinian Authority already know what is going to happen if they do that. And what is going to happen is Israel is not going to care for civilians at this point. Israel is a small country. They have a small military. And to sit back and be attacked from three different sides, that's not a good thing for them, and they know it. They will lay waste to the Gaza Strip, West Bank, 
and the northern Lebanon territory. They'll just lay waste to it. They'll kill everybody. Hezbollah and the Palestinian Authority already know that. Uh, Palestinian Authority, by the way, is used to be the Pal- Palestinian Liberation Organization, or PLO, which was in the 70s a terror organization led by Yasser Arafat. I've done a little studying on, on Israeli because I've never understood the whole Israeli conflict, so I've, I've done a little bit of studying on it. So a, a lot of the crap that the news media is talking about is a lot of crap like, we need a two-state solution. That is the new thing you're hearing. Um, here's, here's a newsflash. They were offered, the Palestinians were offered a two-state solution. They turned it down. And they turned it down because they were being run by Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Palestinian Authority, and they are terrorist organizations. They don't want peace. They want every Jew dead. That's, that's what it comes down to. So Israel is watching the north, their northern border. They're watching their, west, their um, eastern border, which is where Jerusalem is located, right on the border of the West Bank, which is where the Palestinian Authority is located. So they're a little bit concerned about, you know, being attacked. Rumor has it, or experts say, yeah, Hezbollah and the Palestinian Authority aren't stupid enough to attack because they know at that point there's just going to be nothing but raising of buildings and dead people everywhere. They're not even going to stop. And they'll wa- after the Air Force gets and blows the crap out of their cities, then the military will walk in and clean up. So they're probably not going to do this. So right now, um, Israel is just launching missiles, lobbing missiles into the Gaza Strip to hit strategic points, armaments, leadership strongholds. They're still at the border waiting for uh, a ground incursion, but they're going to really soften up the Gaza Strip first before they go in because war within the city, is ve- urban warfare is very ugly. And people will die. There's, there's absolutely no question about it. The Gaza Strip continues to launch missiles from different points on the border into Israel. Of course, the Iron Dome is taking them out for the most part. But after the horror that was Saturday, Israel is not even blinking at that. They just realize, okay, we're finding them, and then they, they blow them out. They are making strategic shots. They're hitting people that are on the ground. They're hitting buildings. They're hitting uh, armament, jeeps, because they really don't have any tanks, but jeeps and things like that. They're hitting everything. And video is coming out both from the IDF and Hamas. So there is a lot of video. As a matter of fact, if you have any doubts that Israel is in the right here and Hamas is the most evil organization in the world. Later on today, I will be releasing a video. I thought this was going to be a shorter podcast because obviously I've covered a lot, um, but it's not. It looks like it's going to be just as long as, less than, less length than yesterday. Uh, I will be releasing a video of all those images that I've pulled off social media, including TikTok twi- and Twitter. So, um Go take a look at that. I will mark it as violent. It is violent. There is nothing. It is very, very disturbing. But I I think it's important to actually mark these moments and put them out there. And I keep this stuff myself. When I do these podcasts and when I do these videos, I don't do them for, for 
entertainment purposes. I don't even do it to not to for your knowledge. I do it for me. I do it so that I can keep track of what's going on. So that I can sit there and say, oh yeah, I've got a video for that. Go, let's take a look at it and let's remind ourselves of the trap. I did the same thing for 9-11 23 years ago or 22 years ago. It's, it's, this is why I remember things. In other news, horrid discoveries made in Israel. Um, here's the announcement from CNN. And I think even CNN, CNN is having a lot of issues dealing with some of this stuff. They really are. And so this CNN broadcaster, I think it's CNN. I can't tell who it is, but <coughs> sitting in um, in a kibbutz in Israel. And by the way, I do have video of that kibbutz. You, you may want to look at that on Rumble later. I'll remind you. Definitely tomorrow. And just an absolute horrid discovery. So let's listen to the news report because I think it's better than anything I could say. David, it's hard to even explain exactly just the mass casualties that happened right here. In fact, the Israeli military says they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, uh, babies, their heads cut off. That's what they said. Gunned down, families completely gunned down in their beds. You can see some of these soldiers right now comforting each other. Many of them reserves uh, who jumped into action, leaving their own families behind as well, not knowing the sheer horror that they were about to come to. They say they've never experienced anything like this. This is nothing that anyone could have even imagined when you're walking through here. Baby cribs thrown to the side. Doors thrown wide open. Still some Israeli bodies still here because the fighting in this community just ended uh, just just recently. So many of these troops are still going house to house, door to door. It's taken them sometimes 30 minutes, 40 minutes, because many of these houses are also uh, still have grenades in them, booby traps. In fact, as we're trying to get closer to some of these scenes, we're being told, no, 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 get back from some of these Israeli military because there are still grenades in the area. I want us to keep walking through, continue to kind of see the destruction that's happening on the ground here. Even something as simple as, as a soccer net just left to the side here as people were with their families uh, playing. I see in the distance more bodies being covered uh, all, all the while as they're covering these Israeli bodies trying to evacuate everyone else from the, the territory, taking all the casualties out of here. It's also littered with the bodies of terrorists. So we're hearing from one of the lead commanders here. It was anywhere from maybe 70 armed terrorists who made their way here from the Gaza border fence, uh, which is less than a quarter of a mile away. And as I said, the atrocities that they committed, uh, violence with guns, with grenades, with knives, uh, targeting these innocent civilians inside their homes. Um, so for the soldiers here, it's a very, very difficult for, scene for them as well. As I said, leaving their families behind, but they say they will continue to be here, continue to to kill every terrorist who is in the area. You can hear we're very, very close to the Gaza Strip, so we continue to hear artillery firing overhead as well. Uh, even as we were giving this tour, we were told to get on the round and take cover um, because you actually, because you're so close to the Strip right now, you don't even get the red alert. You actually hear the boom before you're even told to get to the ground. So 
it's this is the reality and this is what all of these soldiers you can see none of them expecting this but all of them being here ready for the fight nonetheless and and proud to fight uh for for their country is what what i'm hearing as well and so that's why they want to show the press they want to show these very very difficult images david but they want everyone out here because they want to see and show exactly what is happening here on the ground now let's be clear let's be clear what she said they found families all killed, all shot, riddled with bullets. They found 40 dead babies. Some of those babies had their heads cut off. Now I ask you, is there any moral equivalency here? Have there been any reports that Israelis are cutting off the heads of babies? There, of course there aren't, because they don't do that. These people are, this came out this morning. This is big news this morning. These people are evil and they need to be destroyed. And all the BS I'm going to tell you in a few minutes is just that. It is absolute BS. Because leftists, they seem to be just into this moment, into this whole thing. And they say they're trying to justify this. Even leftists, though, are happy are having a difficult time trying to justify this, especially when the stories are coming out from the Israelis. They're coming out and they're giving their stories about how their husbands and their kids are kidnapped and are hostages and they don't know if they're alive or dead. And there's and what's scary is there's like a 60-70% chance they're going to die. And these people know that. The people on the other side that weren't captured are just waiting to hear that their families are all dead. And then you hear that these people are, are not just shooting them, but are shooting them and cutting off their heads. This is evil, pure evil. Even the leftist media is having a really tough time with this. Here's CNN. Here's CNN. There is an Israeli woman saying that her family was taken. They, she has no idea where they are. She has no idea in what condition they're in. She has no idea if they're alive. And Anderson Cooper of CNN is just completely choked up. He doesn't even know what to say. Kidnap civilians. Please do something to force Hamas to release them alive. This is a president's. Nothing like this happened before. We need everyone's help. We need the president of Turkey. We need the king of Egypt. We need everyone to help us. Please. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. CNN's Hadass Gold is in Jerusalem for us tonight. Hadass, Hamas had just issued a new threat involving civilian hostages. Can you talk about that? 
Yeah, so this threat was in a televised statement where Hamas warned that if Israel strikes targets in Gaza without these warning knockers, this is something that Israel is known to do, that before they strike a high-rise building or a target, they will often either drop these knockers on the top of the roof that makes this noise, or sometimes they'll even call people directly. Warning. The, the reason I played the rest of that video is to show you what Hamas expects. Hamas expects Israel to be merciful and to be compassionate and to warn them before a bomb is dropped. Whereas this is the compassion. What compassion has Hamas shown? They basically said, if you don't warn us where you're going to bomb, we're going to start executing hostages. Now, here's, here's the thing, and this is, this is the sick, the very sick thing about this 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 request is they want to know where to film they don't want to they don't want to know so they can get civilians out they want to know where to run and film the deaths and the deaths of all the palestinian children and innocents so they can put it up on tiktok and they can put it up on twitter and scream how savage the israelis are and it also shows you how compassionate the Israelis are. They do warn them when they say, hey, we're bombing that building in about five minutes. I suggest you guys get out. And it's usually more than five minutes, about 20 minutes. Did, did the Israelis get any of that compassion or forethought? No. Those people went in to Israel to kill effing, effing people, kill people. That's why they went there. They went to kill innocents. That was their goal. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. There was no strategic value for what they did yesterday. It was just to kill Israelis. That's the only reason they went in there, is to kill, to terrorize. And then they filmed it. Then they uploaded it to social media so that everyone can see what they were doing. And those images are terrible. You will see those images. Even the leftist media cannot ignore this. They are sitting back and saying, oh my gosh. And in that same news article, within a minute and 22 seconds, they were showing the compassion of Israel. They were showing the care of Israel. Meanwhile, these people are kidnapping innocent civilians, but they want to be able to protect their civilians. That's why yesterday, yesterday it was actually during the podcast when Israel started bombing the Gaza Strip, Gaza City and the Gaza Strip, uh, the Palestinians, the Hamas said, okay, we'll negotiate a truce. You know what Israel said? <laughs> F you. We're not negotiating anything. We're, this is beyond. We, that boat has sailed. And it has sailed. And I got news for you. The images out... War sucks. War is ugly. The images that are going to come out of Gaza Strip and Israel, they're still coming out. And it's going to get really, really ugly. And people in the United States, they better they better hold their stomachs. And we already know who leans where. So that's not even going to be a thing. But, I mean, the UN today had a moment of silence for the Palestinians that were killed. I shit you not. The Palestinians that were killed.
by Israeli. They had a moment of silence. Israel, they had a moment of silence. Man, we should burn, and I'm talking rhetorically, I'm talking metaphorically, I'm not talking literally. We should burn the UN down, piss on the ashes, and then dance in a circle like savages. I hate that UN. I don't know why the United States keeps dealing with the UN. Well, let's take a look at some of the reactions, because the reactions are incredible. When I say take a look at the reactions, we know what the reactions are from the right. The right is going to just basically say this is terrible. Israel has a right to defend itself. Let Israel defend itself. But uh, the left, they always are kind of fun to listen to. So the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs released a statement on social media. This is just incredible. And this shows you where the Biden administration is, because this statement needed to be approved. They said, we quote, we unequivocally condemn the attack on, of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. In other words, um, Israel needs to just not do anything. Don't go out there and answer this violence. We must, we must all stop. You know, we, we must all calm down and not retaliate. I'm sorry, if the Mexico border was being invaded, which it is, but it was being invaded and everyone was armed. Yeah, I got news for you. We'd retaliate in a second. Rashida Tlaib, she, of course, is, and by the way, they pulled that. They realized that, oh my God, that was a stupid statement. And they actually pulled that statement later because they, they were just like, no, that's not a good post. Too late. And we actually, by the way, why in the F do we have a U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs? Who the, what? Palestine isn't even a country. It's never been a country. Whatever. Okay, and I'm sure you're going to want to hear from the squad because they're a bunch of idiots. Uh, Rashida Tlaib was actually pretty quiet about this. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say the whole squad was a little bit tentative to say much, and and which was kind of a surprise because the squad, that's AOC, Cori Bush, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, those folks are pretty much terrorist fans. They love terrorists. They, they, they embrace terrorists. They hate Israel. Anti-Semitic to the core, these people are. Well, she finally released a statement, and my gosh, it was a doozy. Quote, I grieve the Palestinian and Israeli lives lost yesterday. Notice the Palestinian and Israeli lives because they're comparable, right? They're comparable. By the way, at that point, there wasn't even, there wasn't even one-fifth of Palestinian lives that were lost. And the lives that were lost that were Palestinian were terrorists. Today and every day, I am determined, and there it is, I grieve the Palestinian and Israel lives lost today, yesterday, today, and every day. In other words, oh, is, uh, Palestinians are victims. I am determined as ever to fight for a just future where everyone can live in peace without fear and with true freedom, equal rights and human dignity. If that's the case, then you have to, you have to root out Hamas because that's the only way it's going to work out. 
The path to the future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid state, apartheid system that creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. Okay, first off, there's no blockade. If there's a blockade, Hamas, Hamas is doing it. Israel will take all the Palestinians in. As a matter of fact, they've been evacuating Palestinians. By the way, you know who won't take in the Islamic Palestinians? Egypt. Egypt wants nothing to do with them. The people are at the western border of the Gaza Strip trying to get into Egypt, and Egypt said no. They're pushing them back. Jordan won't take them either. So here's the thing. Israel will take them. Israel has been taking them. So the ones who are being were blockading is the Hamas government. They're actually stopping Palestinians from going into Israel. And let's not forget, Israel has has Islam's Islamists in their Knesset, which is their parliament, and on the Supreme Court in Israel. They're very open to to Islamists. They have no problem with Palestinians. But this idiot, the dehu- suffocating, dehumanizing conditions. Here's a newsflash. Israel, for free, gives Gaza water. Israel, for free, gives uh, Gaza electricity. Israel does not charge Gaza for water or electricity. They just give it to them. Gaza is not controlled by uh, the Israelis. The Israelis are completely out of there. There's not even settlements of Israelis in the Gaza Strip. It is only... Palestinians. The Palestinians actually voted for the Hamas government back in 2007. Hamas is running the government there. If there's anything that's bad over there, it's because of Hamas. The failure to recognize the violent reality living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. She doesn't know what apartheid is. Israel is not an apartheid state. Not even close. You know who's the apartheid state? You'd say Hamas is the apartheid state. The Gaza Gaza Strip is the apartheid state. The West Bank is the apartheid state. The um, northern part of Israel, just outside of Lebanon, is the apartheid state. Because those are run by apartheid governments. And when we say apartheid governments, we're talking about despotic governments. We're talking about basically communist theocracies. Oh, she's such an idiot. But basically, let's continue with this. The failure to recognize the violent reality, living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. No person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. We cannot ignore the humanity in each other. There's no humanity in Hamas. There's no humanity. They're not even animals. They're subhuman. They're sublife. They're evil. It's like calling the devil, calling Satan himself a human being. They're not human beings. As long as our country provides billions of unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. In other words, um, it is Israel's fault. This whole thing, the death of a thousand Israelis, including the beheading of babies, is all Israel's fault. Okay. And by the way, the billions, we give Israel three billion a year. That's, That's what we give Israel. Three billion a year, and they're constantly under attack. Well, f her. 
Israel's not listening. No one's. Li- I think half the. I think most of the United States government is not listening. Most of the United States is not listening either. Go in and deal with it. But this is pretty much what you could expect from this anti-Semitic terrorist supporter, um, Rashida Tlaib. Israel doesn't deserve to exist. Israel brought this on it themselves, and Israel should turn tail and appease the terrorists. That's that's essentially what she's saying. This was a pretty extreme statement. And I can't believe she made it. I can't believe this this effing bitch continues to be a representative for the United States government. I would like to send her back to the Gaza Strip, let her live there, and see what it's like. Ilhan Omar also made the terrorist victims. May peace prevail in the region and move us towards a moral awakening to care about human suffering we are seeing. Palestinians are human beings who have been besieged and are deserving of protection from under the international community. I mean, it's just bullshit. The Palestinians are not being besieged. They're being besieged by their government that they voted for. Again, there is no Israeli. And Israeli government has no say in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank. Zero. They have zero say. So I'm not exactly sure who she's saying is besieging them. If a Palestinian wants to go into into Israel, they can. They just have to go through a process. Kind of like our border is supposed to work. But, you know, not, not that Hamas is terrorist. That's what she's saying. It's not that Hamas is a terrorist organization. No one is saying that every person in in. Gaza Strip or West Bank are, are terrorists. No one's saying that. But they are going to be put in harm's way because we need to get the terrorists. And one of the arguments here also is that terrorists should not, we should not worry about, you know, terrorists are, are bad and all. But we shouldn't get involved. Well, we should get involved. And the reason is because it's only a matter of time before the terrorists are here. We've learned that in 9-11. And not to mention, with our border as open as it is, we don't know who's in this country right now. Okay, Cori Bush, the Black Lives Matter advocate. Oh, by the way, Black Lives Matter also supports the Palestinians or Hamas. Let's call it. Let's call it. This is what nutjob Cori Bush said. I am heartbroken by the ongoing violence in Palestine and Israel, and I mourn the over 250 Israeli and 230 Palestinian lives that have been lost today. Okay, um, no, uh, there were, she, she, again, she's conflating. It's like an equal war. It's like an equal war. The 230 Palestinians that were killed on that day that she released that statement were all terrorists. They were all within Israel. And by the way, it wasn't 250 Palestinians. It was close. To, now we're finding out it's over 1,000. And at that time, it was already at 800. So she's full of shit. <clears throat> Where are we going here? Uh, uh, lives that have been lost today and the thousands injured following the attacks by Hamas militants. They're not militants. They're terrorists. That's a word we're going to... They're not freedom fighters. They're not militants. They're terrorists. We need to get that out of the way right here and now. On the Israeli border towns and the Israeli and the Israeli military bombardment of Gaza. Okay, so now they're, they're again. This is what she does. She conflates the two. So it is the attack on the Israeli border towns and the attack on the bombardment of, of Gaza. They're equal. You see, they're equal. Well, here's the thing: if the Hamas militants did not attack. Israel first, 
there would be no bombardments on Gaza. You don't hear that Israel has suddenly decided to attack out of nowhere Gaza, the Gaza Strip. That's never happened. Our immediate focus should be on saving lives, but our ultimate focus must be on the just and lasting peace that ensures safety for everyone in the region. Violations of human rights do, uh, do not justify more violations of human rights, and the military response will only exasperate the suffering of the Palestinians and Israelis alike. Well, that's true, but unfortunately, life's a bitch. That's just what you're going to have to do. And it, the suffering will be Palestinians will suffer far more than the Israelis will. But stuff's got to be done. As part of achieving a just and lasting peace, we must do our part to stop the violence. Basically, she's just she's just saying that you know what? It's let's not let's not start a war. Let's not go into a war. Okay, let's just whatever. Don't listen. There's also Summer Lee made a statement. She's kind of a new member of the squad. AOC made a statement. And guess what? They're all the same. There's no reason in, 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 in sitting back and talking about it. And these people are just lying. They're lying about the situation. They're making it out as if both sides got into it all at the same time. They're ignoring. And by the way, um, oh, the Palestinians will suffer. Um, babies' heads were cut off. I'd like to hear a statement today about these people. I'd like CNN to sit there and ask Ilhana more. So you're okay with baby's heads being cut off? Because that's kind of what your statement said. That I'd like them to ask Rashida Tlaib that question. You're okay with Jewish babies' heads being cut off? Because that's what happened. They, of course, no one will ask. And of course, they'll... Hey, the government, by the way, the Biden administration, they have no idea how to deal with this. They they called the lid yesterday at 10, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. they called the lid. And, and it's just kind of, wait, wait, there's going to be no statement? There was the press secretary didn't even come out yesterday. So leftists continue to be idiots. Uh, that was just the government, our the leftists in our government, which reacted pretty much exactly as we thought they would. So, like I said before, there are pro, pro-Palestinian protests everywhere. Um, Sydney, Australia, Canada, the United States, Europe, all over Europe. So, of course, these people, they support terrorism. And it's pretty bad. It's really, really bad. So, uh, the New York Democratic Socialists of America... They're rallying in Times Square and they're supporting the terrorists. They are actually going out of their way and supporting the terrorist kidnappings and murders. They're not even very quiet about it. And by the way, if you don't know who the New York Democratic Socialists are, they're pretty much what they are. They they are what they sound like they are. And this is also a group that uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez belongs to. So there's that. Protests... These protests, by the way, the pro-Palestinian protests, not only the New York Democratic Socialists, but all the protests, they're being condemned by New York politicians. Kathy Hochul released a statement telling people to go home, that this is not appropriate right now. Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, has said this is not appropriate. The thousand people are dead. And as a matter of fact, he's been seen, he's been seen, at pro-Israeli ceremonies, 
offering condolences to the dead. Now, this stuff is a nice thing to see. And it, it, it's, it makes you wonder sometimes. I keep saying that some of the things the Democrats do is absolutely evil, and they, it is. But this is kind of stuff that says, okay, maybe it's not evil. Maybe these people are just stupid. And I, have a, I believe that they're probably just stupid. Now, I already mentioned Black Lives Matter supports the Palestinians and the United Nations had a moment of silence for the deaths of Palestinians. But here are some examples. Let's, let's get into some examples here. Here is a uh, pro-Palestinian protester, and he's an American. And he's being asked, you know, are you American first or are you Palestinian first? And his response is pretty typical. Let's listen. First, I spoke to a guy before this and he said America first. You weren't happy with that. Why? Israel would not exist without America. So no America first for you. No. Are you an American? Yes. And you don't want to put America first? No. By the way, she's a white woman. She's not, she's not Palestinian. She's not Arab. She looks like she's about 23, 24 years old. That's the kind of naive, naive, naive belief system that is out there. Probably taught that in college. I mean, Harvard just released a statement condemning Israel. I don't know how you condemn Israel here, but they did. They condemned Israel for a thousand people dying. And it was signed by, of course, a bunch of pro-Palestinian leftist groups. And that's probably where she learned all this shit. And a couple, a couple of things. First off, Israel's existed for 3,000 years. Israel existed way before Christ. Christ walked Israel. It's in the Bible. It's been around forever. America didn't give Israel Israel. We acknowledged it. We sat back and, and recognized Israel as a separate state. But the Jews, the Zionists, whatever you want to call them, they've had Israel for 3,000 years. It was taken away by Jordan. It was taken away by other Middle Eastern countries. Palestine was not even, was not even a dream when Israel lived, in, lived on that land. So, of course, this broad doesn't know shit. And then there's this Colorado politician. He was made famous because he threw a fit inside of the uh, house in Colorado because they wanted to make it that you couldn't cut off the balls of little boys. And uh, he was ex actually expelled. He, had a, he was asked to condemn them. And of course, he can't because he's a far radical leftist. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you are protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who would watch this would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are gonna watch your bullshit video wrestle. This man is just evil, and he's a coward. That's what he is. He's evil and a coward. He won't sit there and take a hardline stand. He can't sit there. He can't actually sit there and say. No, I condemn them. Yes, I think the violence is terrible. I condemn the violence. You say that. You're not necessarily condemning Palestine, the, Pal the terrorists. You're condemning all of it. He can't even do that because he's a coward, he's stupid, and he's evil. He's a, and he's running the Colorado government. Jennifer Rubin, 
who, by the way, is Jewish. She likes to point that out whenever there's anti-Semitism thrown out there. She's a writer for the Washington Post. She released a statement on Twitter. How about this? With the U.S. House in chaos and the U.S. military promotions on hold, Hamas struck. Republicans' weakness invites terror. That's right. It's the Republicans' fault. It's not the terrorists' fault because she can't. She will not blame terrorism. She'll blame Republicans because the terrorists knew nine months ago or a year ago when they started planning this shit. They knew that the Republicans were going to have a problem, and uh, and they then decided, okay, well, on this date we're going to sit and attack. They they knew about it. It, she got lambasted for this, by the way. I, she was just like, what, are you an idiot? One person asked her, are you off your meds? Where do you get the Republicans have anything to do with this? But I did hear about it. I got, I got when I made some statements on Twitter, and I make a lot of statements on Twitter. I am not, a matter of fact, if I go to my Twitter profile right now, I've got about 70, 80 uh, responses that I have not, I have not looked at yet because I, I don't do that. I don't look at responses because I know they're just going to piss me off and I'm going to get into an argument back and forth. But these people, that's one of the problems with doing a political podcast is that that happens. I, I got crap. I got crap. This was all Trump's fault. I was like, huh? Three years after this whole thing, you're still blaming Trump? He blamed Trump for Afghanistan. He said, well, Afghanistan. What about Afghanistan? That was Joe Biden that did that. No, it was Trump. Trump made that deal. These people do not know what they're talking about. Probably the greatest deal here was Mia Khalifa. Now, if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is, she's a Palestinian. She's Muslim. Um, but she's also a porn star. Now, she has always been anti-Israel, pro-Palestine, which is too bad. She's very pretty. Um, I... I I can't believe some of the filth that comes out of her mouth, which I shouldn't be surprised looking at the filth she puts in her mouth. And I'm not saying I've seen any of her videos. I'm saying that she's a garbage human being. She released this, and this was the most flippant remark I, I, I think I've ever seen. Can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal? First off, they're not freedom fighters. They're terrorists. But she's concerned about how the videos are taken because she wants to see dead Jews. This is the kind of horrid human being this is. So not only does she F for money, and by the way, that's her main thing. She used to work for Playboy and she has an OnlyFans account and she spent three or four years doing pornography, which by the way, her family has disowned her, which is not a shock. Also, something really ironic about her statement She's got a fatwa on her head. The last I heard, the radical Islamists who she is praising here want to kill her because she was caught doing a porn video, which, by the way, is weird because radical Islamists love porn videos. She was doing a porn video with a hijab. She had a threesome with a hijab on doing a porn video. So, you know, you, you got to take these, these opinions. You got to take these opinions with a grain of salt. 
Now, so, by the way, by the way, Playboy, on Twitter fired her. Uh, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. She worked for Playboy, and they released a, they released a statement stating, here it is, we are writing today to let you know of our decision to terminate Playboy's relationship with Mia Khalifa, including delete Mia's deleting Mia's Playboy channel on our creator platform. Over the past, past few days, Mia has made disgusting and reprehensible comments celebrating Hamas's attack on Israel and the murder of innocent men, women, and children. At Playboy, we encourage free expression and constructive political debate, but we have zero tolerance for policy for hate speech. We expect Mia to understand that our, her words and actions have consequences. We include the letter we shared with Mia below. And this was shared on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. So, <laughs> yeah, good for them. That, and by the way, cancel culture does have its, its moments. Now, I have, I know I'm going, going long, and I swear I won't do this again. But what do I think about this whole thing? Is this as bad as I think? Well, Joan Rivers, a viral video of her went out a couple years before she died during some of the attacks between the Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Palestinian Authority occurred. She had a definite statement to make, and she did. Let's listen to her because I think it is, it is pretty much exactly what I think all right, so I'm trying to get celebrity reactions to what's going on with the Palestinians and Israelis right now. Let me just tell you, if New Jersey were firing rockets into New York, we would wipe them out. I am so bored. We heard they were digging tunnels from New Jersey to New York. We would get rid of Jersey. So I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, we'll do a partial truce. The Palestinians, you cannot throw rockets and expect people not to defend themselves. What about the civilian casualty rate? Civilian, then don't put your goddamn things in private homes. I'm sorry. Don't don't you dare put weapon stashes in, in, in private homes and then we say get out. Of, of course, we're going to do it. The response normally is where the, where are the civilians supposed to go? I don't care. They started it. It is you're all insane. They started it. What are you all saying? They started it. The Israelis did not throw their for, for months this has been going on. How do you resolve it? What are you it? supposed to how do? You, how do you resolve it? How do I know? Because I have been over there. That's how I know. And I wish the world would know. And BBC should be ashamed of themselves. And CNN should be ashamed of themselves. And everybody stop it already. You know, like uh, Dwight Howard tweeted, Free Palestine took it back. Selena Gomez tweeted uh, a pro-Gaza. Oh, Selena yeah, Gomez. Oh, yeah, that college grad. <laughs> All right, John, thank you. John, thank oh, you so much. Well, if Selena said that. Uh, yeah. Then Rihanna has to take tell it back. Let, tell her, let's see if she can spell Palestinian. <laughs> I'll ask her right now. We love you, thank, John. Thanks, John. She's absolutely correct, by the way. Everything she said was absolutely correct. This crap has been happening way too long. It's time to go in there. It's time to wipe them out. And if innocents get involved, well, then innocents get involved. That's war. I hate to tell you, that's war. There are going to be ugly pictures that are going to come out during this war because Hamas is going to be filming it. They're already doing it. 
It is going to, this is going to happen. There's going to be a lot of ugliness. And we better have the stomach for it. And I don't think Israel is going to need any help. I think Israel is going to take care of business on their own. They're very good at this. They've already beaten a war on three fronts. They'll be able to beat this one. In Gaza, yes. And God forbid if Hamas, if Hezbollah and the Palestinian Authority get involved, because then you're just going to see an absolute wipeout of all three territories. There will be no concern for innocence. There will be no concern for anything. They'll just walk in and destroy everything. Now, is this the start of World War III? Could could be. Could be. This is going to escalate. This is... You think you think Israel isn't going to go into Iran? Iran who's making a nuclear weapon? I think there needs to be some real concerns that if Israel gets a nuclear weapon, they wouldn't think twice about dropping it on Israel after this mess, after planning this mess, after greenlighting this mess, funding, arming these terrorists. You can't sit back and ignore the fact that they could drop a nuclear weapon. Because they are that kind of group. And they can't even control their own borders. You got to remember the theocratic government over in Iran, they're having a lot of problems. They want complete control of that entire area. That's why they're in Yemen. That's why they're in Syria. That's why they're in the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, and the southern Lebanon. They need control because they're losing control. So this could escalate. It, could we see a World War III? It's possible. What I'm more concerned about is what China's going to do here. What is China going to do? The United States response has been lackluster to say the least. Yes, we're sending a Navy group there. There is no money going there. There's no armament going there. There is debates whether we should be sending armament there. But we'll waste it on Ukraine. Well, F Ukraine. I don't give a F about Ukraine. Ukraine is not an ally. They're not a partner. F them. Send that to Israel. Let Israel deal with it. And let them take the arms. Because Israel doesn't want any money. They don't want to be rebuilt. They don't want the West to rebuild them. They just need weapons to go in there and wipe these piss ants off the face of the earth. And China, we got to be watching China because China's loving all this. They want the United States stretched thin. The United States can handle one conflict. They can't handle two or three. So the question is going to be how long before they walk into Taiwan? Right now, supposedly, this is not the best time to walk into Taiwan because of the weather, because of the currents. Taiwan is a little island. It's very difficult to run a sea war right now. But... Who's to say they're not going to? This is all scary stuff. And when Martha McCallum talks about nuclear war, that is a very real possibility. It's been a real possibility for the last few years because the Biden administration has shown nothing but weakness. So God bless Israel. God bless you. God bless everybody. You've listened, this is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.